What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my top 36 week 14 running backs, also splitting these backs up into different tiers. If you guys enjoyed the video, smash that like button and subscribe to the channel. I'll also have my top 36 wideouts if you guys are interested, but let's just dive right into it. Starting off in tier one, don't think it's a shocker here to have Christian McCaffrey as my only tier one running back. I think he's separated himself from the field at this point. He's consistently on the field, consistently logging large workloads. He's being efficient. He's involved as a pass catcher. He's getting into the end zone. He really has been the full package as like a super high ceiling running back one. So he's my one tier one back. Looking at tier two, I feel like there's kind of a lot of variance after Christian McCaffrey at the running back position, kind of up in the air at this point. I'm going to have three tier two running backs. It's going to be Alvin Kamara, Kyron Williams, and Devon Achan. And if you would have told me that heading into the season, that in week 14, a week before the fantasy playoffs, my running back two, three, and four would be Kamara, Kyron Williams, and Achan, I would have told you you were crazy. This is just where we're at at this point. Alvin Kamara with a nice matchup here against the Panthers. He's going to be super involved as a pass catcher. We'll also have a fine workload on the ground. So I think he definitely belongs there. Kyron Williams It may seem high to have him here in a really tough matchup, but his workload on this Rams offense has just been so insane. They have not really shown any interest in gearing him back. He was in somewhat of a split with Royce Freeman in his first game off of IR, but then in week 13, his workload bounces right back up. If the game script is, you know, heavily in the Ravens' favor, they're leading early on, he's going to be super involved as a pass catcher. If it's close, he's going to rack up a large workload on the ground and have a lot of touchdown upside. So I think it is fair to have Kyron Williams this high. And then the last guy in this tier, Devon Achan, when this guy has gotten a significant workload, He's just been an absolute monster. Every week where he gets a typical starter's workload, he's finishing as a running back one. So not a crazy tough matchup, not a crazy easy matchup here against the Titans, but I just really like him here as a high-end running back one play. Now tier three is going to be much larger. This is our running back five through our running back 12. I'm going to start it off with Bijan Robinson, not coming off a huge game, but had solid performances in uh, the two weeks before that. Going up against the Buccaneers here, it is a somewhat tough matchup. Just a big believer in the talent here, like his receiving usage, so my RB5. Then I'm going to have Zach Moss, and this may seem high considering that in the game without Jonathan Taylor last week, he kind of flopped. For me, we just got to look at the workload and the workload he got early on in the season when he really capitalized. If they're going to just feed him carries, get him involved as a pass catcher, it's going to be hard for me to rank him much lower than this. So he comes in as my running back six. Kind of a guy in a similar situation, probably a little bit of a worse offense, but Josh Jacobs, he's just going to dominate the touches. They're going to force feed him the ball, and I think he's a mid-tier RB1. Then we're going to have Travis Etienne. I wouldn't expect Trevor Lawrence to play in this game. It does seem like he's recovering kind of quicker than what we would have thought after just looking at him go down in the uh, Monday night game, but I'm going to assume that if Lawrence does not play, they're going to have to lean on Travis Etienne here. Even if it's in a somewhat tough matchup here against the Browns, I still think he's a nice option. Then we're going to go back to back Lions running backs, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. These guys have kind of swapped off on which guy's the better option since uh, Montgomery has come back from injury. Montgomery had the game last week. Jameer Gibbs had a couple earlier on, um, but I just think both these guys are nice plays as like back end running back ones. Each are going to play their own role, but still very valuable week to week. Then the final two running backs in this tier, it's going to be Saquon Barkley and then Rashad White. Saquon, not on a top offense, but he's going to handle a pretty solid workload. Also have a lot of receiving upside. And then Rashad White, he draws a really tough matchup here against the Falcons, but he's just consistently producing. 
He's going to be getting their goal on opportunities. He's going to be involved as a pass catcher. Just a very, very solid, well-rounded week-to-week workload here for Rashad White. So I do think he belongs as a running back one. Now in tier four, pretty much our high to mid-tier RB2s. Going to start off this tier with Isaiah Pacheco. I think what's interesting for Pacheco is he's seen some nice receiving usage over the past two weeks. If he can keep that up, I think he could be a running back one to close out the season. Not sure if it's going to stick, but we know he'll have a solid uh, workload on the ground. He'll be in play for some of their goal line looks. So I think Pacheco's a fringe RB1 this week against the Bills. Then we have Austin Eckler. Hasn't looked great over the past couple of weeks. It seems like Joshua Kelly is kind of starting to eat into his touches. I still think he's going to have a fine workload. He's going to have some receiving upside, and it's a pretty solid matchup here against this uh, Broncos defense. After Eckler, we're going to go with Raheem Mostert. It may seem like a pretty wide gap between Achan and Raheem Mostert, and this is definitely not due to their workloads in Week 13. I completely understand that Achan had way more touches because they'd already taken Raheem Mostert out. A lot of Achan's touches came in the second half. They're kind of you know just getting them back into it. I just think that if you're going to give these guys equal touches, I have a lot more confidence that Achan is going to turn that into top tier fantasy production. We've seen it in his games. Raheem Mostert has had some games even without Achan where he's handled a large workload. It hasn't necessarily been overly efficient. So I still like him as a high end uh, running back too, but I do think there needs to be some separation uh, between him and Achan moving forward. Then I'm going to have Tony Pollard. May seem low considering he's really picked it up over the past few weeks. This is just a really tough matchup here against the Eagles. I still think he's going to have some touchdown upside, which could end up making this ranking look a little bit silly, but he hasn't been like the top tier pass catcher we were expecting this season. And if he's inefficient on the ground and he doesn't get into the end zone, it just leaves him with a pretty low floor this week. Um, a guy who pretty much regardless of matchup is always in a tough spot, Brees Hall going up against the Texans. I do like the report that we're going to get Zach Wilson back at quarterback this week. Obviously, Zach Wilson isn't going to be some sort of like savior to this Jets offense, but the other options were far worse than him if we could have even expected that. So I think Brees Hall will be fine. Clearly very talented. He's showcased a pretty decent floor, especially in uh, PPR leagues, but hasn't necessarily had that week-to-week ceiling. He is currently dealing with an ankle injury, so that is something to monitor, but I wouldn't panic at this point. I'd still expect him to uh, give it a go on Sunday. Then we're going to have DeAndre Swift um, drawn a tough matchup here against the Cowboys. Both those running backs, Tony Pollard, DeAndre Swift, both have been solid this season, but they are uh, just set up uh, kind of in tough spots here. So I think mid-tier RB2 spot is a fair ranking for DeAndre Swift. He just lacks some of that touchdown upside with Jalen Hurts consistently taking it in from the goal line. So that does kind of hurt him. And then the final running back in this tier is going to be Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon definitely gets a huge bump with Browning looking really impressive on Monday night. If he's getting strong quarterback play, we know he's going to have some solid volume. He's going to have receiving usage. Now you add in that touchdown upside and some improved efficiency. He's definitely looking good rest of season if Browning can keep it up. Then a pretty small tier five here with kind of a variety of different running backs, Derrick Henry, James Cook, and Ezekiel Elliott. Now this may seem low for Derrick Henry considering he's really balled out over the past few weeks. This is just a really tough spot here against the Dolphins. Not only have the Dolphins been tough at stopping um, opposing fantasy running backs, but they are also massive favorites in this game. And what we've seen throughout the season is that when the Titans are trailing, they pivot away from Derrick Henry and they move towards Tajay Spears. I think we are kind of at risk of this happening in this one, which makes Derrick Henry's weekly kind of ceiling or floor pretty low. So I think that's a concern. I still think he's playable as like a running back too, but that may be why he's a little bit lower than you would be expecting. 
after he's been impressive as of late. Then uh, James Cook here. I really like that with the change of offensive coordinator, he's getting more involved as a pass catcher. He doesn't have to get the goal line looks or like dominate the carries if he is catching passes. There was concern earlier on because he wasn't catching passes and he wasn't getting those goal line looks. Not the same situation here. So I think James Cook is a nice RB2 moving forward. And then Ezekiel Elliott, Ramondre is going to be missing this Thursday night game. Zeke does seem a little bit banged up, but I would expect him to uh, play here against the Steelers. And I'm going to expect him to dominate the touches like we saw with Ramondre out in the week 13 game, like after he left. Obviously, I don't think they're going to be super efficient touches. This Patriots offense is not good, but he'll be involved as a pass catcher. And I just think he's going to rack up enough volume that'll make him fantasy relevant this week. Now, looking at tier six, we're going to have AJ Dillon, Javante Williams, Chuba Hubbard, and Jerome Ford. These are all going to be guys leading their backfields. Obviously, with Dillon ranked this high, this is me assuming that Aaron Jones is not going to be able to suit up for this one. If he does suit up, you know, these things will all get shaken up. And then I also forgot to mention at the top, I don't have a Seahawks running back in here because we have Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker who missed practice on Wednesday. At this point, like I don't have any lean on whether or not those guys are going to play. If one plays, it's a lot different than both of them playing, and it's clearly different than uh, neither of them playing. So at this point, I'm just not even going to try to throw one of these guys up here for a ranking. If you guys have those players on your roster, you can just hit me with a question later on in the week um, when we have some more information, but you're not going to see any Seahawks running backs on here. Just wanted to kind of let you guys know there. Um, for AJ Dillon here, like I said, going to be leading that uh, Packers backfield. Javante Williams, same thing. I like the matchup. Not a workhorse back, but solid weekly role. Chuba Hubbard definitely looks like he's pulling away from Miles Sanders, which is solid to see. I think this should be a somewhat competitive game. Um, not a great matchup here against the Saints, but he should see solid volume on the ground. And he's also not getting like all his receiving work taken away from Miles Sanders. I believe they ran the same number of routes in uh, week 13. And then wrapping it up with Jerome Ford, he's been a very consistent option, not a super high ceiling, but if you're firing him up as like a fringe RB2, I think that is a very, very fair spot. Now looking at tier seven here, some sort of like committee backs, but I still think these guys have value. So I'm going to start it off with back-to-back -back Ravens running backs. So Keaton Mitchell and Gus Edwards. I would slightly lean Keaton Mitchell this week, even if Gus Edwards is going to be dominating most of the goal line opportunities. I think Keaton Mitchell could pull away this week in terms of just the snaps, routes, carries, targets overall. Um, coming out of the bye week, being a rookie, this does seem like a spot where he could kind of springboard um, to finish out the season. Still think Gus Edwards is, um, you know, interesting. Alexander Madison, I like the matchup here against the Raiders. I think he's at some risk of losing touches to Ty Chandler, but I would still lean towards him being the better option. And then we're going back-to-back -back Steelers running backs. Now, Najee Harris, I do not believe has practiced this week, so he could be in danger of missing the Thursday night game. If Najee Harris is not able to go, then I would bump up Jalen Warren probably into that tier four area. I'm a big believer in Jalen Warren in terms of his talent. He just hasn't had that large opportunity. I think he could get that if Najee misses. If Najee does play, pretty much have them back-to-back -back as like mid-tier RB3s. And then tier eight, the final tier, lots of tiers in this one. Going to go back-to-back -back Texans running backs, Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. Um, I just think this backfield is a little bit less valuable. We've seen when these guys are in a very solid split. It's tough for either of them to be super fantasy relevant, so not super high on either of those guys. After those two, I have Khalil Herbert, and I would expect him to lead this Bears backfield, but I think he's also going to be in a committee with Roshan Johnson and Deonta Foreman, which is just not pretty, and it's also a tough matchup here against the Lions. The Lions have been pretty tough at stopping um, opposing fantasy running backs, 
And I think this could be a game script that potentially benefits a guy like Roshan Johnson if they are trailing. Um, after Khalil Herbert, we're going with Tajay Spears. I talked about how I think this is a very tough matchup for Derrick Henry. Tajay Spears could be the one who ends up benefiting from it if he is kind of thrown in there, getting more opportunities, out-snapping Derrick Henry. He could definitely be the more fantasy-relevant guy this week. And then closing out these rankings with Ty Chandler. I think he could challenge Madison for his usage this week, but like I said, I would lean towards Madison leading that backfield. So those are all eight tiers, my top 36 running backs this week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the video. Hopefully it was helpful. Um, if you enjoyed it, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I'll also have the wide receivers out. Thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.